This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. You were looking good out there. You had a yeah. red hat on. I didn't have a hat on. Red suit, red tie, even red loafers. No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Chase Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard and gone! Chase Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Crawford eight! Crawford's got a hurry! Oh! Oh no! And even some things not happening in the sports world. You're, you're the bitter end. I'm the bitter man, I guess. <laughs> not the better man, the bitter man. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always on a bright, beautiful, sunshiny day, (laughs) Mr. Sunshine himself, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Could or be- is it afternoon? Is it morning? Is it night? It I don't know. It looks like night outside. It's so dark. But uh, uh, it's not severe weather, but it is rainy weather. That's so, true. So uh, anyway, it looks like we're in for a full day and night. And oh, the poor old golf course. I just worry about the golf course every time <laughs> we get weather like this. I think you're more concerned about the golf course and your golf game. Exactly. Than maybe anybody else out there in the world. Oh, I don't know about that. You're just constantly watching that weather. And in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, maybe we're going to get a slight flood in the area. But the more important thing is, oh, I don't care if it floods up at the north end of town. Where you're most concerned about flooding is about the fourth hole of Turkey Creek, <laughs> maybe hole number five, maybe hole number 10. Yeah. That's your 11. biggest concern. Oh, 11. Oh, you're always worried about 17, that. Yeah. No, uh, you know, the, the course looked magnificent yesterday. It, it just, you know, even though we had a little rain on Saturday night and, and it was just, you know, they've got it in tip-top shape and then we have this happen and, and it's, just, uh, it's just a shame that, uh, and it's going to, looks like it's going to continue tomorrow. Now, state golf was supposed to be today. They called 5A off yesterday. They saw what was coming. They knew it. I haven't checked the uh, Keisha website, but I'm sure 3A and 2A, have probably gotten washed out. They tried to go, but six A was in Newton. Six A, so it probably got wiped out. Yeah, six A was in Newton. Five A was in Dodge. Four A, I don't remember off the top of my head where it was. Three A was in Emporia. Right. Two A was in Heston. Right. So a lot of golf that was supposed to have been played in this area is certainly getting yeah, postponed. I, I was delayed. I was absolutely stunned uh, when they even said they were going to try to play today. They moved tee times up. I know it. At one of them, I, I'm not sure if it was 3A or 2A. They were going to go sh- – I think it was the one at Salina. And uh, they were going to go shotgun start, which means a shotgun start is you have a group on every hole instead of right. everybody going off on number one. So, uh, you know, they were going to try and get it in. But if you, all you had to do is see the forecast. And this reminds me of the year Turkey Creek hosted state golf. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. It was a few years back, I want to say, probably about 10 years ago. But uh, we had one of these kind of days on Sunday – uh, where it rained all day, flood, of course, was unplayable. They didn't end up playing state till Wednesday that Ooh. year. Yeah. And that's what's 
probably going to happen out at Dodge City. I know they they've rescheduled it for tomorrow, but I got a feeling they're not going to. I don't think anything is going to be played till at least Wednesday. Well, Steve, did you have an enjoyable weekend besides having to look ahead to the next couple of days and the rain that was coming? Did you enjoy your weekend? It did was you get all right. to watch many sports? You know, again, you know, I always complain, or I didn't complain, but I always made no. I didn't watch the playoffs until the finals. Well, I've watched more NBA than the last 10 years combined because there's been some really good. Do you think part of that is that you haven't enjoyed watching the Royals as much this spring? I, that could be, um, you know, when the Royals are good, they're really good, but they, it's just when they're bad, they're very bad. Well, it's just, the starting pitching is just so bad. That's the problem. Danny Duffy finally gave them a quality start and they won their obligatory. I think they won two games last week. That's about what they're averaging is two wins a week. They're on pace to win about 50, which at some point they're going to get on a little streak where they maybe go five out of seven or four out of six. But right now, you know, they can't they can't win two in a row. The last time I think they won two in a row is when they swept Tampa Bay. And they have just not had any kind of, they had one streak this year, one stretch where they won, I believe, five of seven. And since then, I mean they're what, sixteen and thirty sixteen and thirty one. Sixteen and thirty so they're winning one out of every three games. That's basically every series it seems like they go one and two every series. They always uh, now this last series wasn't, but the series before they'd win the first one and lose the next two. Uh, you know, they'd get happy that we're not going to get swept, and then just kind of go through the motions. They're not hitting any home runs. That was the thing they were doing early in the year. They hit a lot of home runs. I think they've gone. I'm not sure how many games in a row without a home run. Uh, it was like five on Friday. I don't know if they hit any Saturday. I didn't watch the game Saturday or listen to the game, and uh, they didn't hit any home runs yet. So they are really in a power drought. Uh, Solaire's been on 10 and 27 RBIs. Just, I don't think he drove a run in the whole week last week. Hunter Dozier's finally, you know, kind of cooled off, come back to kind of thought what we is going to be. Alex Gordon slowed down a little bit. Now Mondesi's still driving in runs. He's like Whit Merrifield's still been Whit, good. Whit Merrifield. Nicky Lopez had a good first week. But the, but the bottom three in the batting order. You're the, saying Chris Owings is not a great tool. Well, he was what four for 58 until he got an <laughs> RBI hit yesterday. Uh, they got three guys basically under 200 at the bottom of the order. So, uh, well, Billy Hamilton, I think, scraped over 200. He's like 210 or something like that. But they're not getting guys on base. You know, the whole thing is to run, run, run. Well, it's hard to run when you don't get guys on base. Well, Steve, I want to recap a little bit of what happened over the weekend. And we can start with something that you hit on first, and that was the NBA. Two big NBA games that were happening over the weekend in the conference finals. Game number three out west was on Saturday night. Golden State picked up a pretty easy win. And then it was Toronto finding a way to win in double overtime last night over the Bucks. So they're back in that series 2-1. The Bucks lead 2-1 and Golden State up 3-0. Here's a little recap and some highlights from the weekend. Another impressive road win in the postseason led by a magnificent performance from Draymond Green and the Warrior defense. And Golden State now... Up 3-0 in this best-of-seven Western Conference Final. He's got a hurry, Siakam, and we go to overtime. Here is Kawhi. Yes! Leonard with a fadeaway comes up short, and we're headed to a second overtime. Lopez to the ball, it's rejected by Siakam. Leonard with a beautiful move and scores! for this Eastern Conference Final Series. Bucks now lead a two games to one. It is a thriller here 
tonight with Game 4 coming up. So what'd you think, Steve? Did you enjoy your weekend of watching the NBA? I really did, you know... The game yesterday was really you said, good. You know, you said on Saturday that Golden State won pretty handily. They did at the end, but they were down double digits at the half. And, it's again, it's the boredom thing I talk about. When Golden State decides, well, guess we better start playing. Steph Curry is just playing out of his mind right now. And Draymond's I, been good. Draymond, Thompson's Draymond been good. Was un, yeah, the big three, you know, before KD, they were the big three. And uh, they're, playing, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder because I think they're tired of hearing – Oh, they wouldn't be doing this, you know, if KD hadn't been there during the regular season. Well, they won a championship without KD, their very first one with this run of players. And uh, right now, uh, I don't think they need KD. They don't need KD in this series. But I found it really interesting. Paul Pierce and I want to say Chauncey Billups. They're typically on that show with Beetle. Yeah, they both said, oh, they can't beat Milwaukee. Well, I don't care if it's Milwaukee. I don't care if it's Toronto. Golden State, the '92 Dream Team. Golden State is not going to lose. I I don't know what those guys are smoking, but Golden State <laughs> is not going to lose. They're going to win another championship. So as we look ahead to this week and the games that are coming up, Game Four of that series out west begins tonight. That'll be at eight o'clock in Portland. It's an elimination game for the Blazers. Golden State's a three-point favorite. But did you get to watch much of the Bucks Raptors game? Yes, yes, the Raptors. Look like I don't know why you're saying it like that. You said it this morning in your cell on it's, sports. It's my Nick Gosnell enunciation. Raptors. Raptors. Um, I just I, I just think that's Cardinals. Be, I said it was going to be a home court series. I, I think the home team wins every game. It's and Toronto's at home, so they're probably going to win the series. But or Milwaukee's home. I'm sorry, Milwaukee's home. They should probably win the series. Giannis. I don't know where he was yesterday. He had 23 rebounds. He fouled out he did, in yeah, overtime. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. But offensively, 12 points. I mean, and he had an air ball free throw. E. Yeah. And uh, Eric Bledsoe, I don't know where his game went to, but he was well, like. Well, you go three for 16 from the field, it makes it a little tough. Yeah, he was just he was just awful. And yet, Giannis and Bledsoe were off, and it went double overtime. That tells me Milwaukee's the better team. Milwaukee's good. They've, they've really impressed me. And I, I didn't get to see a ton of them during the regular season. And I know that you were beginning to make the comment about Kawhi Leonard moving into that maybe number one player in the world category. And I'm not ready to put him in that category yet just because uh, I just don't see him as the top one. Top ten for sure. Top five, it's in there. But I still think at the end of the day, I'm taking Kevin Durant over Kawhi Leonard every time. What about LeBron? I'm probably taking LeBron. Probably. But what but what Kawhi Leonard does, he plays defense. Right. He is a glove. He he might be the best defender in the NBA. I know he's a good defender, but if, if I'm taking one guy to start my franchise and really get things going, I don't think I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. Well, if and maybe start, that's different If you're than, starting a franchise, yeah, because Durant – is taller. I mean, the bigger, the best big generally, you know, that's who you want to start your team around. And maybe that's not not the right comparison with me saying who am I going to start my franchise with because uh, Kawhi Leonard is really good. I'm not I'm not doubting that, but, but I, the he, NBA he's not my beca- favorite. The NBA has become a game of wings, and he is really really good. We're going to talk about the bigger story of the weekend, Brooks Kepka here in just a minute, Steve. But I wanted to play one other piece of audio for you here first. 
Did you get to watch the second leg of the Triple Crown? I did. We didn't get to talk about it last week because we were just so busy and we were getting through our trivia, but I wanted to get your thoughts after we listened to this. This was the Preakness Stakes and the call on NBC Sports. They're off in the Preakness and the maiden Bodie Express lost the jockey at the start. Unseated John Velasquez right out of the gate. And they're into the stretch, and it's Warriors charge off the turn in front. Another twist of fate. Here is War of Will, and he got through an opening on the inside at the gate pole. Owendale is storming down the center of the track, but it's War of Will coming down to the 16th pole in front. In front by two lengths late. A late charge from Longshot Everfast on the inside, too, but nothing stood in his way. War of Will won the practice. Larry Colmas. He gets me very excited. Yeah. I love listening to the NBC I was horse pull, I was pulling for the horseless, or the, <laughs> the riderless horse. That was wild. I was pulling, and that horse was right there for about three He was quarters. hanging around. Well, he wasn't taking the right angles. Yeah. He was way out wide. And, oh, yeah. And they kept going, and the, and the solo horse. Well, if you get to see the video and you go back and see it, the horse kicked the jockey off oh, yeah. like two steps into the race. Yeah. And the jockey went down right at the gate. And so yeah. this horse is just running wild behind. And he, was, and he ran well. That horse, I can't. I don't even know who the horse was, but that horse hung in there for about three quarters of the race. <laughs> and the, well, they call them the forerunners or the, the people on the outside that try to chase the horse down. They had some people there that were trying to corral the horse. Well, I was thinking about it, and I was going, well, once it got into the middle of the pack, you couldn't really go get it because you didn't want to spook all the other horses that were in there. (coughs) But it was a fun race. I enjoy watching it all. And, of of course, everything changed with the Kentucky Derby. And, of course, I didn't watch until two minutes before the race. Well, that's when you got to turn it I don't need any of all the pregame stuff. Well, I I think think you're you're into it. There's no mint juleps. That's true. I don't know what the specialty drink is in Maryland. I don't know. Just Red Bull. I don't know. Mountain Dew. I don't know. Hey, go get yourself a fancy Mountain Dew there over there. There you go. But you enjoyed the race? Yeah, it was all I right. I mean, so far you're two for two in keeping up with the Triple Crown races. I am. I am. There will be no Triple Crown winner. No. War of Will. That's a good name, isn't yeah. it? Now, wasn't that the uh, owner who's who had the horse that got disqualified? I think their owner was the guy who had the horse disqualified in the Derby. I don't know. Okay. War of Will, it is a horse. It is a horse. As as I have Googled it here. Yeah, you are. It it says War of Will, and then on Wikipedia, the horse. I don't know what the other War of Will is. Maybe it's a book. I don't know. Could be. But, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the major storyline over the weekend. That was the PGA Championship in Farmingdale, New York. We'll talk about that next in Mr. Brooks Kepka. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I know that you were always, and you always are, but paying attention on Sunday to the PGA Championship. You follow the golf tournaments even when it's not a major most of the time, at least with what's happening on Sunday. Sunday was a really weird day of golf because the winner of the tournament, Brooks Kepka, 
had played so well in the first three days that he shot a four over on Sunday and won with ease. It, it was a weird tournament. We got so much excitement out of the Masters and that the PGA moving it up, I thought maybe it might make things exciting. It wasn't a real thrilling weekend of golf. It really wasn't. Because nobody was ever close. And I got to be honest, I didn't see but the last couple holes. Ooh. I was playing I was playing at the time, and uh, I was out at the course, had a little game going, and and uh, they I was kind of, they said, well, Kepka's it's down to one. I'm going, I, I had a feeling, you know, all you had to do was probably, shoot, the way the course was set up, as tough as it was, if he broke 75, he was going to win because no one was going to go low. Right. Well, he broke 75. He shot 74, one by two. And really, DJ, who was my number two, I had Kepka. Yeah, you had a nice win. And then I was not allowed to take DJ as my two pick because we eliminated. But well, we drafted them, so he was already off the he board. He was off the board, but I did clarify when we drafted. I said DJ is my number two pick. So I did have the one and two because, let's face it, that was a bomber's course, and those are the two biggest bombers in the game. And uh, Kepka really, the tournament was won on Friday when he shot 60, I think it was 66 or 65. We well, went, what, 63 on the first day, right, then a 65, and yeah. then a 70 and a 74. Yeah, and even, you know, he really didn't play that great on the weekend, but he'd played so well on Thursday and Friday, he just lived off that margin. And nobody really made, there was no spectacular runs. You had Jazz on Saturday that, I don't even know how you pronounce his last name. Jazz Jane Watanand. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he was a pretender. Like Harold Varner, he was a pretender on Saturday. And then when it got down to really having to play, the guys, Rory played well, DJ played well. And then Kepka just did what he had to do to win. But I saw something about Harold Varner that he went from being in line for second place to start the weekend. He was tied for second going into yesterday. So he would have been sitting somewhere around the million dollar mark in terms of winnings. I think it might have been like nine hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. Do you want to know what the purse was that he took home after finishing tied for thirty sixth and a fourth round eighty one? Seventy two. Forty. Eight thousand. Wow. Talk about a bad day. Cost, cost, <laughs> Have you ever lost nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a day? <laughs> no, but he did, and I didn't see any of that. But you really feel for the young man. He'd he'd never been in that position before, and they always say it's going to be a learning experience. Well, I'd like to make some money while I learn. He's kind of like you, Steve. How's that, little guy? But he's muscular. I'm weak. Well, I wasn't going to go all the way through the body stature. I was yeah. going to give you some credit, but yeah. it maybe gives you some hope that you could be there someday. Well, he, considering Harold Varner is about 35 years younger than I am, I mean, uh, but again, the PGA just does not capture the imagination like the Masters. It's just so hard. Yeah, the U.S. Open. I mean, that's United States. The PGA is just. It's. It was. It, it was a major. A long, long time ago, and it really hasn't done anything to help itself to get any more noticed. Well, there were only six players that were under par. Yeah. Which makes it hard and to that's, get people and that's excited. What, but that's what the PGA wants. They want it to be hard. And I think just your run-of-the-mill person likes it because they like to see the pros struggle like they do. Not me. I've never struggled down on the course. Oh, no. So my question for you now, Steve, as we turn our attention to Brooks Kepka. Where do you see him? I know that he's, if, if it's not already, but will happen this week, that he'll become the world's number one golfer. Do you think he is the world's number one golfer, or do you think he's just still in that top five? Because I know he's you been win, on one heck of a run right you now. You win four of the last seven majors. How are you not the number one golfer? He t- he's, he's already kind of 
tailoring his career as like Tiger. He gets up for the majors. And like I say, if you win four out of seven with as deep and as talented as the fields are, you've got to be, he's got to be number one. And he just hammers the ball so far, hits it so straight, putted unbelievable for the first two days. And he kind of putted like me the last two days, but but, well, uh, remember, he finished second at the Masters, too. Right, and right. if he would have made that putt on 18, then he might have forced the playoff with Tiger. Yeah. So not only did he win the PGA last August, he finishes second at the Masters and then wins the PGA this go-around. And, so and he's in the going, last three, he's been first or second. And he's going for his third U.S. Open next month out at uh, Pebble Beach. Now, Pebble Beach for Kepka could be a little tough because that's a thinking man's golf course. It's got the postage stamp hole number seven. It's about of course. hundred about a ninety-five yards long. I think that's a cool hole. Ninety-five yards right there on the on the on the car what is it? Carlsbad Cavern or Carlsbad Cove, whatever it's called out there. And uh, you know, of course, Tiger's won umpteen times out there. Tiger, ooh. Rough weekend. Well, and and I said it in our when we had Treg on, I just don't think you can take off five weeks from competitive golf. Have a month of a victory lamp. And and he said he was quote unquote not feeling well, whatever that meant. I have no idea what that meant, but uh, you know he chopped it around. He was he was out of it. He did miss the cut by only one. I think if he makes the cut, he probably shoots a pretty good number on yeah. Saturday just because he's Tiger. But uh, the real maybe the comic relief was watching the clown show that was Lefty on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> After every time he had a shot, of course they're screaming for him. He's doing that. Thumbs up and has that cheesy grin on his oh, face. Yeah. And I think Phil shot like 76, 77 on the weekend. He went nice. from, he was one under after 36 holes. And I think he ended up 12 or 11 over. So I think he, I think he was 12 on the weekend. So yeah, 12 over yeah. 76, 76 to wrap up the weekend. Yeah, Nice. And, and, uh, he was typical Phil. He couldn't drive it in the, drive it into play and have to chop it out and hit it close. Miss putts, you know, Phil, Phil misses a lot of short putts. Steve, did you read Brooks Kepka's comments last week and some things that he was saying? Did you I, I hear did. them talk about it? I saw. He said, there's 156 guys in the field. I know I'm better than half of them. Then he says, that leaves you 78 players. He said, half of those guys aren't going to play well. That leaves 36 guys. I know I'm going to play well, so basically i got to beat about 36 guys. He made some comments. I mean, that was one of the comments. Another thing was he was saying, oh, yeah, the majors, they're easy. That's just show up and play. He's... Very different in all the things that I've heard from him. Do you like Brooks Kepka, or does that kind of rub you the wrong way? Because you're a purist. I am a purist, and I, I, I don't. I mean, he might be thinking that. I just don't think that's something you should say in public. Because for one, you're going to light a fire under the 78 that he's just you know better than. Well, he's not naming the 78. Yeah, but they know who they are. <laughs> and, and Barner. Yeah. Affy Barnrat. Yeah, yeah, the Barnrat. Um, Anyway, it's just I, I just I didn't like it very much, but he carries himself with such confidence. That's true. Almost to the point of arrogance. He's kinda like Steph Curry. Okay. I liked your comparison yeah. there. All right, Steve, let's take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk about what's going to be a very busy week this week and the excitement that is coming up for Tuesday. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, 
and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim 96.7 FM KBBE, Steve, you get the feeling there's some excitement. There's a little buzz for this week. It's state week for almost every single high school sport. We've got a big state quarterfinal matchup coming up tomorrow night at what will likely be a wet McPherson Stadium. But we are excited. There's a lot of excitement throughout the city. You and I were at a bunch of grad parties over the weekend, and everybody kept saying, oh my gosh, we're excited for Tuesday night. Hopefully that would translate into a weekend in Emporia. There's a lot of excitement going on, plus state track coming up over the weekend. Yeah, uh, those are ba- state golf is over this week too. Swimming wrapped up over the weekend. Congrats to Coach Bradstreet. She does a great job with that swimming team. Uh, baseball and softball were already done. Uh, tennis was done. So, you know, we're this is the last week. The state track meet is to me is the signal that school is out because uh, schools it, out yeah because for you have summer. because you have all the classes at one site that's the only sport that you have all you know how many ever classes there are now six seven nine whatever I mean we got so many classes that uh, can't even keep track of them all but uh, uh, soccer game tomorrow night coach Adrian uh, put his weather cap on and he told me that rumor is that the winds are supposed to be anywhere to like. 50 miles an hour oh, sure. at game time, which really would cause a problem. Um, I've never heard a game being delayed or a postponed. Wind out. Now, I covered – one year I was covering the uh, state – I think it was 5A. McPherson College actually hosted the event, and Aquinas won it. But we had wind gusts up to 45 miles an hour that Ooh. day, and it, it was just brutal. I mean, the press box was literally shaking. I mean, it was it was the closest thing to having a tornado without having a tornado, it felt like. But we're excited for a very fun matchup on Tuesday for this McPherson I team taking on Valley Center. Valley Center was the three seed out of this half of the state as they were 16 or 15 and or 14 and 1 at the end of the regular season. They're now 16 and 1 now. McPherson and Bishop Carroll were the two top seeds, 1 and 2, so McPherson the 2 seed playing the 3 and once they, if they do win, then once they would make it to Emporia, the seeding goes a little bit differently. Right. Where they Somewhat reseed. If, if Carroll and McPherson win, the Bullpups will be the two out of the out well out of the west, the central south central. Yeah, regional. basically it's east and west. So McPherson to be the two, Carroll be the one, and then if McPherson's the two, they would play the one out of the east, and uh, Carroll would play the two. Now the thing to remember here, Steve, is that yes, McPherson would be the two out of the west if that were to happen, but. In terms of the way the draw might be, that might be good. That might be the good draw because Soto is the one, and I think anybody in their anyone that knows anything about high school soccer will tell you, the Soto is not the best team in the East. The team that we probably believe to be the best team in the East is St. Thomas Aquinas, who is the four. Right. So they will play DeSoto tomorrow in their open or so, their their state quarterfinal game, and then it would be either Spring Hill or St. James Academy. All four of those teams left are good. But if there's one team that you would rather save for a championship game than any of those four, it's St. Thomas well, Aquinas. Well, St. Thomas Aquinas has won, I don't know how many state championships. Well, they cannot be the number one seed exactly. out of the East. Exactly. So they will be the two if they came out. Right. So that would mean that being the two for McPherson is not a bad draw. Yeah, see, last year it was a really bad draw because the Bullpups ended up playing Miege 
in the semis the way the seeds broke down, and that was the championship game because the other two teams just weren't in the same ballpark. Uh, the Bullpups uh, came back and beat Hayden, and then Miege, I, I can't remember who they played. In the, Lewisburg. Lewisburg, and they drilled them, if I remember correctly. You do remember correctly. So okay. we're excited about that on Tuesday night. McPherson and Valley Center, the other game, Bishop Carroll and Mays. Also this weekend for state track, there are a lot of McPherson teams or relay teams and some athletes that we think have a very good chance of putting up big numbers at yeah. the state meet. Hopefully the weather will be good, but it's going to be a lot of McPherson, especially on the girls' side, that they have a, lo- a great chance and a lot of great athletes that will be there to finish at the top in 5A. And Smoky Valley really has a, a ton of kids going. Uh, uh, I conversed or uh, emailed back and forth with Jay Myers today, the Smoky Valley coach. He says their boys are hoping for a top three because right now he says Scott City is just unbelievable. He, he's not sure um, anyone can touch Scott City, but Timmy Lambert's worth about 40 points for the Vikings. It's just how many points they can get after his points. Uh, they probably can get another 15 or 20 maybe, and that would get them to 60. But uh, Jay thinks that uh, Scott City would be somewhere around 80. Well, Steve is looking out the window in disgust. At the rain well, I haven't pouring even written, down. I've got I haven't written my column today. I had some computer issues today. So, sure. So now that's all taken care of. Yeah, uh, we'll blame I, it on your computer. That's right, my computer. So uh, I'm gonna be able to write my column this afternoon. And stare out the window and look sad and think about all the golf that you're I'm missing very out sad. on. I'm very I'm dour and I'm sour. <laughs> I agree with that, Steve. At least nobody has called in to tell me to get a life yet. Oh, there you go. Speaking of that bachelorette tonight steve you're gonna tune in i'm not even gonna waste my time night number two i that's another subject for another day do you know who chris harrison is i have no idea well he's the the host stars uh, no (laughs) chris harrison is sort of the host of the bachelorette and the bachelor listened to an interview with him yesterday while i was golfing interesting guy you'd like him you listened to an interview while you were golfing yeah a podcast all right put on my headphones and go play golf you've officially lost your mind what do you mean? To listen to a podcast while you're playing golf? A lot of people do Oh, it. I can't do it. What do you think those people out there on the driving range are doing? I can't do it. Why not? I got to have full focus. You have too many voices in your head already? I do. <laughs> well, the full focus didn't help me a ton. Okay. So, uh, we'll see you at 7 o'clock tonight for the watch party, ABC? I don't think so. Why not? Come on, Steve. Live a little. I think there's a little NBA on oh, there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. All right, Steve. You're off the hook. Okay. Enjoy the weather. Oh, it's, it's almost dark here right now. <laughs> Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.